0: Episode of the Lehigh Valley with Love podcast. I am your host, George Wacker, and today on the heels of the holiday season, we sit down with Dave and Leela, owners of White Elephant Online, an online version of your favorite gift swapping game that you played with friends or in the office setting, I'm sure. We speak with them about Leela's Lehigh Valley roots, how they met in college, how their individual careers intersected, and where they see their future going for their young endeavor. Join the thousands of companies that bring their remote teams together with White Elephant Online or play your favorite gift swapping game virtually with friends and family. We get into it if you watch the video version of this. Uh, we have a little presentation, but I think you'll be able to get a lot of it out of the audio as well. David spent his career building software and tech at startups and was most recently the senior director of product at a property tech firm in New York City. In addition to his role at White Elephant Online, he is also the founder of Remotely Useful, a weekly newsletter for rem- remote workers and managers, which should actually come in useful You're know subscribe and he has a bachelor's degree in business and entrepreneurship from Babson College. Leela brings a diverse background to White Elephant Online. She started her career in finance and worked for several major banks before breaking out on her own to start a real estate investment company in the Lehigh Valley. In addition to being a co-founder of White Elephant Online, she is also the co-founder of a women's wear company based out of New York City, and she has a bachelor's degree in both economics and philosophy from Wesley college white elephant online is also the main partner in our Leah Valley, Leah Valley would love holiday lights map 2021, which we hope you can take a look at again. All this stuff is in the show notes. Big thank you to our sponsors, Michael Bernadin with Remax Realty and Molly's Irish grill and sports pub in South Bethlehem. Now let's unwrap some conversation with Dave and Leela of white elephant online. Dave and Leela, I want to thank you guys for coming on, first of all. Well, first of all, I want to thank you guys for partnering up with us on our upcoming Holiday Lights map, which everyone can take a look at. Um, it's fun to be able to do some of those things that so many people in the Lehigh Valley you know, share on social media, but now you can find all those crazy lights that are between Banger and Mukunji in one spot. And, and once, uh, <laughs> I want to thank you guys so much for uh, supporting us and being a part of it. And I'm also excited to learn more about White Elephant Online. Not only is it, you know, a national website that has been featured or being used by a lot of national and international companies, but you're also located in the Lehigh Valley. And that's part of what makes this special and why we're excited to talk to you. So Dave and Leela, thank you guys for, for coming on.
1: Thanks so much for having yeah, us. Yeah, thanks
2: for having us. Yeah, we're very excited to be doing this and uh, to be partnering for the lights map. So before we get into
0: all the white elephant online stuff, I want to start with you guys and, you know, how you kind of wind back up in the Lehigh Valley. I know, Lila, you had said that you went to school at Moravian Academy. Can you sort of take me from there and, you know, where do, where do you wind up in the world? How do you guys meet? And then how do you um, yeah, locate,
2: sure. I guess, back here? I guess it should be noted that we are husband and wife in case that wasn't yeah, I'm sorry. obvious <laughs> from, you know, to, from the get. But yes, um, for those not you know, only listening, you sure. uh, and I are together uh, and yeah, we're married.
1: Yeah. So I grew up here, um, born in Allentown, lived in the Poconos for a while. And then my parents moved back to the Valley right before I graduated from high school. Um, I went to college in, at Wellesley outside of Boston, um, and my sophomore year is when I met David. We had a mutual friend, someone that went to Moravian with me, um, who lived down the hall from David, and uh, yeah. we, were, we were babies, and we've been together ever since 16, 16 years ago we met. Oh, wow. um, we've been married for eight years, so we did the school thing, lived in Providence for a while, uh, lived in New York City for uh, 10 years on and off. And last year, right before COVID, completely unrelated to COVID, we moved back to the Valley. Um, we were just looking for a different lifestyle. We wanted, we knew David wanted to leave his full time job. I had already left my full time job years prior, um, and it was just, it was, it's just not feasible to live in the city and not have like a normal job where you can make a lot of money and explore to pay the rent and eat out and do all those right. things. That, Cost so much more money in the same. Yeah. so we decided um, at the end of 2019 to move back here. We bought a house in Bethlehem and we started renovating it. And somehow we moved a week and a half before lockdown in 2020. Um, yeah, I had that's what
2: I, mean. I, I had <laughs> I had made arrangements with you know who I was working with at the time, and I was going to be you know, kind of my own arrangement of I'll work from home a couple of days a week. I'll commute in. like you know, this new thing is
0: called working from home? Right, right.
2: <laughs> When yeah, I was going right to commute right. in a couple times a week and I ended up only commuting three times before they just shut down the office and went full-time remote like everybody else. Um, so yeah, we were very fortunate to you know be here obviously out, out of the epicenter, have more space and, um, and yeah, so Leela still has family here, which was another big draw. We, we know we have friends, we have family. Yeah. We have,
1: a, we have a good network here. So it just made sense for us to, to us to come back here. Um, And it's been a great home base for all things White Elephant Online and a lot of other projects that we've been yeah Yeah. How
0: did you guys then kind of bring me along the track of, you know, you have your regular jobs and and how does the White Elephant Online uh, idea start to come up? Who initially had that or or where did it come from?
2: Yeah, sure. So, yeah, I had the idea initially um, and we went from – percolating the idea to executing and going live pretty quickly. Um, I was actually on a call with my coworkers at the time last August, um, you know, in the middle of the pandemic and at work, we had always done a white elephant every year for sure. a holiday party. Um, and so we were just talking, like, Oh, what are we going to do this year for the holiday party? And I was like, I'm sure there's we'll play white elephant online. Like I'm sure there's some thing out there that exists that we can just kind of you know use um, and I started Googling and I couldn't find anything. Um, so. And that's that, like, is that like, send off your little red flag of, wait a minute, there should be something here
0: and there's not like.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think because I'm, so I went to school at Babson college, which is a, I got a degree in business management and there's a, <laughs> an emphasis on entrepreneurship. It's a big entrepreneurship school. Um, so. You know, I definitely I'm constantly thinking of business ideas and right. trying to to find things. So this was this felt like the first time I Googled something and wasn't already six people doing it. I think that was one of the main selling points for Leela because yeah. I
1: like We get I get business pitches weekly well, still gonna, to this
0: day. Yeah, well one of the things I'm gonna ask, we're gonna get to it. But it's you everyone has these ideas, you know, here and there, and it's just that. Taking it from, hey, that's a pretty good idea to we're spending money on this and we're, we're actually launching it. Like that's like that's the scary part. So how do you go from that? This is a pretty good idea. You, your wife's like, all right, this isn't horrible. Let's uh, let's let's give it a little bit more uh, legs to it. Like, how do you go into that space?
2: Yeah. So, yeah, I think definitely the, the first piece of it was the conversation between us. Um, her kind of, yeah, I guess get it. And your initial reaction was not the most positive.
1: Yeah, it was like an online game. And I don't know. I don't know if that's the space we want to be in because we were looking for something that would allow David to leave his job so that we could both sure. be full-time on our own projects. And it just didn't feel like this was going to be, be it. We had no experience with online games. We have a lot of experience in tech, but not with an online game gaming platform. It just didn't seem like something that was in our wheelhouse. But once we realized it didn't exist, it was one of those things that it just seemed like it was worth a shot because it's, it's tech startups can be really low cost, right? We're fully bootstrapped. And yeah. we David recruited someone from that he was working with at the time, um, a really strong engineer. And so we made him a partner in the company. And so our only costs were really hosting and getting our website up. Yeah.
2: marketing. And so yeah, we, we tried to approach it. And, and that person's Andre, who's our yeah um, chief engineer and business partner. Um, and so, you know, I think that was maybe the more nerve-wracking sell in terms of like, you know, I'm pitching on it. like, no, I think like, you know, we kind of had that moment of, okay, this could really work. Um, but without an engineer to build it, it becomes a much right. tougher, A, it's, well, you need somebody to build it. But then it becomes a much bigger proposition of, okay, are we going to spend tens of thousands of dollars to pay somebody to do this? Um which we may have. Fortunately, we didn't need to make that decision because Andre, you know, g- got on board and was mm-hmm. excited about the idea as well.
0: Well, I think people don't think about some of that aspect of it too. You know, making an app or making anything like this, it takes hundreds of hours just to or, and to have somebody who's going to code it and who's going to be able to answer complaints and and deal with with tech issues, especially something like this where you have you know multiple people
2: in a game and. And that's what yeah. you have to
0: approach, like, holistically, not...
2: Yeah, I, and I think there's a lot of that that we knew going into it, oh, we'll have to think about these things, and then plenty of that that we're just completely surprised and overwhelmed by as we went through it, right? So I think um, the customer support piece is definitely a great example of that that you just talked about. When we first kind of envisioned this, we kind of imagined it more as a kind of just consumer app- application of friends and family mm-hmm. using it, Maybe it's free. We'll just do advertising and, and make money that way. Um, and after we got rejected by Google to uh, get ads, we're like, oh, maybe we need a pivot and actually charge for this. And then, oh, we should focus on businesses. And so you get into this place where you're like, suddenly you're managing business to business, you know, software. Um, right. And so, yeah, the like. Con- Customer support was definitely the thing that we were most surprised, just the amount of time and energy and questions. The stakes
1: are different when you're talking about paying customers versus a free product for consumers. You have to be able to have a robust customer service promise behind that. If you're having companies stake their entire holiday party during a year when people really needed something to look forward to on our platform that... We launched literally the Monday before Thanksgiving last year. So there yes. was definitely, there was a lot we just didn't know. And it, it was, yeah. It was, how like, did it go?
0: Was that, did that go right. relatively smoothly? Or like, how was your initial rollout?
1: Um, yeah. Well, kind of, I, and how do you do?
0: I mean, you said you were, uh, Google disapproved your ads. Was there reasoning for that? Did you compete with them? Or was that like a.
2: No, it was just, um, this was like part of the learning process, right? Right. Like how do monetize this? Google. It seemed based on our research, it was much more focused on content rich websites. Whereas right. what we were offering was like an application, oh, advertise while they're playing this game. And they just weren't really interested in that as much anymore. Um,
1: and that's an evolution of Google's philosophy on that. So when we were just like spitballing how we would monetize yeah. this, it was like, oh, obviously ads. And then we didn't know until. A couple of weeks into it that we weren't going to be able to do as and we started moving in the other direction. Yeah. So. And
2: all this is a moving, you know, fortunately, so my background professionally is in product management, which is basically okay. working with, um, working with engineers to, to ship products. Um, the main role is sort of talking to customers, understanding kind of the business end of it, translating that to kind of build a roadmap of what you want to build. So I had a lot of experience kind of in this specific realm, but it was definitely a challenge where because any decision you make is going to have implications for, OK, now we want to charge for it. Andre, can you build us a, <laughs> a checkout right. platform and integrate that? So, um, you know, you have to constantly be having those conversations about what are the trade offs, What do we need to go live with? Um, so I think there's a lot of learnings on that front.
1: Yeah, I think the other really unique thing about White Elephant Online is that we went from concept to a functioning platform in less than three months. Um, and that's a, I mean, a crazy tight timeline for any tech product, but yeah. definitely for one that the, the stakes felt high last year, I think with everything that was going on.
0: Yeah. And you, I mean, you wanted to roll it out quickly just because of the, the, the climate that was there in terms of, you know, things were shut down. People were home. They were taking maybe more safety precautions than ever before. So that you, you had that space to kind of
2: right. uh, get to them. Right. Yeah. The window was there, but it was tight. Right. Because if right. we didn't hit it that holiday season, then someone else is going to do it or we'll miss the boat or whatever. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot of pressure um, The actual. And we went live with a marketing website as quickly as possible, started collecting emails, started to do some advertising around it. Um, but, yeah, the actual platform didn't go live until the Monday before Thanksgiving. And, um, you know, overall, it was great. Huge success! You know we've had over 140,000 people play games wow. on the platform last season, um, but definitely the, the initial rollout had its bumps. Um,
0: would I, if it went smoothly, I'd be very surprised. Like that's quick and a lot of people. So
2: yeah, I think um, and also as we we're talking about right, having to make so many trade-offs, we really went live with. It, in tech, there's this term MVP, minimum viable product, which is like, what is the least you can ship where it's still valuable and people will use it? And I think we tried to take that to heart. So for example, when we first launched it, you couldn't edit your name. You could sign up, but you couldn't edit your name because we just didn't get to that feature yet. Sure. That's not a big deal. Like, no, you know, you put in your name once. Um, But of course, we had a a separate bug that caused everybody's last name to be their first name so the first you know 100 people that signed up it was like David David Leela Leela we're gonna get all these emails hey, how do I edit my name and we're like doing it on the back end so yeah, um,
1: Luckily, that was the only.
0: And one it, but it's fun. And I'm sure it's a fun way to find out that you have a bug too when it's <laughs> <something> affecting hundreds <laughs> right, of right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But there is the benefit
1: to that-, that too, right? Because you get we were getting feedback in real time. From sure. customers. Yeah. We were able to roll out features that people were actually asking for and that were valuable to them. So it, it goes both ways. Yeah. yeah.
0: Did you guys um, work? Have you worked together previously before this, or is this the first time that you, as as a married couple, have worked together on something? It's a great question. I think
2: we've worked together in various ways.
1: Yeah, I think this is the first kind of traditional situation where we're working together. But um, when I first left my job, I worked in finance for a while after college and I left my job to flip houses full time uh, in the valley actually. And so David and I worked pretty closely on that, particularly on the business side of that. Um, and, and
2: I was we, I was here swinging a hammer <laughs> on weekends. Weekend <laughs> we lived in the city at the time. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, and we've done we do a lot of, of stuff together, a lot of projects together. We've come up with concepts before that we never really took all the way to market. Right. So we've definitely worked together in the past in in varying ways, but this was our first real foray. But it's, it's been it's always been a goal of ours to be able to both be self-employed and work on projects together
0: full-time. Yeah. It's like a blessing and a curse. And I can say this because my wife and I own our company. So it's right. like great. Cause I can run downstairs. Like I have this idea, but then it's like, let's not talk about work and watch a movie for, yeah. for like two <laughs> hours. Um, but no, it is fantastic. Cause you yeah. do, you have someone to, to really throw things off the, throw things off of them and they're not going to judge you. you. You know, you can be a little bit more open with it. So yeah
1: absolutely. yeah, absolutely. I think that is the biggest challenge, though, is finding those those boundaries. We'll find ourselves like going for a right, walk yeah. the neighborhood and just like talking constantly about white elephant, and we have to remind ourselves to pull it back and talk about literally anything else for
0: <laughs> So we we decided to keep our Facebook Messenger conversations not work related, and then we'll we'll use Slack. For work stuff, so that we know, like, if it comes through that, it's for work, and if it comes the other, uh, when you mess, yeah. and when you mess it up, you're like, "Wait a minute, why are you sending me this work stuff on here?" So We try <laughs> to keep it somewhat.
1: I like that. But, yeah, that's uh,
0: great. Let's get into the the whole white. Ele- we haven't even talked about what is a white elephant. We think we touched on it a little bit. Yeah, I think everyone's yeah. had. I think everyone's had an experience with it. Um, I before we get into the nuance of some, like how the whole game works. Have you guys, I'm sure you touched on some of the research of it. I didn't until today. Uh, I went on Wikipedia. I know I went really deep. Yeah. But just into like what um, people think the white elephant came from. And for my research, the phrase is said to come from the historic practice of the king of Siam, Thailand, giving rare albino elephants um, to courtiers who displeased him so that they might be ruined by the animal's upkeep costs.
2: <laughs> right, right, because white elephant is a sacred, so you can't, like, get rid of it, right. but you also, yeah. So um, you kind
0: of, like, had to. It, it was, you were maybe somewhat thankful and, and happy, but I see how the phrase kind of came from it, because you might get that one presence that you're like, this is great.
2: But yeah, you, right. You're always right. going
0: to have fun with it, Right.
2: Yeah, I mean, that description made it sound a lot more sinister than I think the modern game (laughs) is. I like it. There should be like a movie around that. But uh, no, yeah, absolutely. So for those who don't know, White Elephant, it's also referred to as Yankee Swap. I grew up in New England. We call it the Yankee Swap, which has slightly different rules. But um, apparently they call it Dirty Santa in the South. Um, There's a whole bunch of names. But the basic concept is everyone comes with a gift. And, you know, let's say you have 15 people. You throw it on the table everyone draws numbers and which dictate the order you can either open or steal gifts. So number one opens up a gift. Um, Number two can either steal that person's gift or open up a new gift. Right. And it just kind of keeps going. It's a really fun and interactive game. Um, Right. You have some, so the name, right. White elephant is because kind of sort of classically you'll get some really silly gifts or kind of things. Well, it's kind of the fun, especially in a work environment,
0: you, you have that flexibility of having that silly gift and, you know, not having someone be upset about it.
2: Right, exactly. Right. right. And usually, you know, the gift limits you're more gimmicky, you know. Yeah. Like I mean, different. you're spending twenty bucks or right. you know, give or take. It's not generally like these really, you
1: know,
2: extravagant. Uh, extravagant things. It's just let's let's have a good time. And once in a while, you know, you have some good gifts in there, you have some really silly ones, but that's why it makes it fun because you're trying to get the gift that you want. And right. um, you know, and I think also uh the gift you bring. I know every time I played White Elephant, it's like, oh, what, what can I do? Like, you want to express yourself through your gift. I want something that's really, really funny or really cool or whatever. So,
0: I remember my first one when I, I worked at a newspaper after I graduated college. And we did. One. I don't remember what I gave to somebody. But I remember I got this, like, mail holder for you would put when you walk into your house and you could put mail in there. And I was so happy. I still have it. Because it was the first thing that I could put in my apartment that was like adult related. I could put my bills in there and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's still funny. I still have that like uh, that many years later. So you're right. It could be just a funny thing that is gimmicky for that holiday season. Or you never know. It could be something that you hold on to.
2: Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny the things that one person, you know, one person's trash is another person's treasure kind of thing. Right? <laughs> I'm sure someone else would have been like a mail holder. What am I going to do with this dumb thing? But you're like, this is great. It was just kind of like the, in the moment too, It was the first time that I had
0: participated and I, I did some, you know, before COVID previously um, and they've always been a good time. So I, before we can come back and talk about some other stuff after this, but did you kind of want to, I want to bring this on screen. Yeah, sure. Um, So so if you want, I'm going to kind of let you take, take the uh, the reins here a little bit and describe uh, what's going on and you know, how, how this all sort of works.
2: Yeah, sure. So, you know, one of the big discussion points that we had early on was, okay, how do you translate this for the web and how do you make this work? One of the challenges is that um, you don't know who's going to get your gift until the end of the game, right? So it's not like something you can, oh, we're playing on December 15th, everyone ship your gift ahead of time. It doesn't work that way. So basically how we designed it is, you can see this is sort of an example um, game here, a bunch of gifts on the gift table. Um, And so submitting your gift is really as simple as, you know, post a link to any online retailer. We'll grab the name and the image. You can choose kind of the gift wrap you want to have on the table. Um, And that's all it is to start with until game day. Um, Somebody will serve as the game lead. uh, So they'll share their screen and be the one to actually, you know, this is supposed to be used in conjunction with Zoom, so someone will share their screen. Um, and be the one to kind of click to open and steal gifts. Um, And that's something that we found just kind of makes it really interactive because people aren't all on their own computer clicking to open things. They're all Mm -hmm. watching the same screen. They're calling things out. They're deliberating out loud. So it kind of just makes it a really kind of fun and engaging experience. Um, And, you know, especially because there's people on a podcast only that can't see the screen I'm sharing right now, but basically <laughs> I'll fly through this. But and, and all this
0: stuff, we have this. So people who are listening, we do have all of these links available, including like about a three-minute walkthrough video that really is succinct and great about showing you how to do this.
2: But yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, But the system takes care of all the rules, right? So it will assign numbers to everyone. You can start the game. And it will take you through it step by step, right? So, leading a game is not complicated. It'll tell you, okay, Adrian's up first. Adrian, what do you want to do? Oh, I'll open gift uh, number six. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see what happens. We have these funny <laughs> little gifs that play in between. And uh, no, I, just, just, open.
0: I could use that actually.
2: <laughs> Mini karaoke <laughs> yeah. microphone. This is a classic White Elephant gift, yeah. right? Like it's kind of silly, yeah. but like.
0: But you also, I would, I, I, I would, would use, use this.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. We'll find a way. So then, okay, Wade is up next. So but they Wade, could steal that microphone, right? Like, if I saw, it, I'm like, you know what? That I'm I'm in for that. I don't even need to open anything else. Right. Exactly. Uh,
2: so Wade steals that, but then there's some things happening behind the scenes where you can make it so any given gift can only be stolen three times. Okay. So okay. at some point it gets locked. So then, like, okay, well, now what's the next gift everyone's going after? Um, but that's the basic gameplay. You keep going, you have a great time. At the end of the game, it will tell everybody what they won and kind of who won their gift. And then you can actually, at that time, let's say you're just friends and family. You, you know, okay, Adrian got my gift. I either have her address or I can just kind of shoot her a text or an email and say, hey, send me your address. At that time, you'll actually buy the gift and ship it to them. So you never need to wrap your own gift. You never need to deal with it. You can kind of just handle it that way. Um, yeah. Can you
0: explain like, how does that work again? So if I were like at the end of the game, I love the fact too, that you just put the link in. So if I find a gift that's really interesting on Amazon, I don't have to go through this whole process of buying an ahead of time and all that. So what, when it, when it finishes, uh, I read that you could um, like give a, a gift card for that amount and then give them the link or, or how does that work?
2: Yeah. So we have a number of different options. One thing we kind of, this is a perfect example of that sort of like early feedback that we hadn't really thought about. The basic premise is will tell you who won your gift, you can get their address and you can ship it to them. Mm-hmm. But one of the pieces of early feedback we got was for companies um, that are concerned about employee privacy, they don't necessarily want people feeling like they need to share their address with their coworker, right? Right. So we have another uh, number of other what we call gift distribution options, which will basically prompt them to do different things depending on what the organizer wants. So instead of shipping it, you can send them an e-gift card of equal value so that you can just do that via email and they can you know, purchase the gift themselves. Or you can have a central HR person actually purchase and ship all the gifts themselves. And we'll give you, you, know, you a report to handle it that way. Um, so we have, yeah, a few of those to make sure that, you know, no matter the makeup of the group or kind of their comfort with that sort of thing. There's, there's a way to do it.
0: And how do you, like, how has this uh, season been going so far? I mean, we're getting, we're recording this as a few days before uh, Thanksgiving and that was your, a, a year from your launch date yeah. your anniversary anniversary. You know. uh, well, how is it going now? What are your sort of plans? I'm sure they're going to change when it gets to a year from here, but how do you look at it uh, business wise as you're looking into this holiday season?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think we're so far this year, things are looking pretty strong. I think in January, we thought the world would look a little bit different than it does right now. Um, So we were expecting to be focused really solely on on companies this year who were remote first companies and had, you know, workforces spread around the country or around the world. Um, unfortunately, that's not the way things actually panned out. So we're still seeing a lot of, of personal games created, a lot of friends and family using the platform to come together. Um, but so far, the the demand's been pretty strong. I mean, every day we're kind of second-guessing how strong this year will be. But um, so far, things are, are looking really good this year.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's a really unique business because it's so seasonal. You know, it's sort of like – and because this is only our second season, it's hard for us right. to, know. you know, predict kind of how it will grow – um, but yeah, so far, so good. And I think we're happy with, you know, we, we were chiseling away at things all year long, right? So mm-hmm. working with Andre to continue to roll out of features. So this year, you know, there's more backgrounds, more wrapping, uh, more tools for admins. Um, uh, yeah, better, you know, better user experience just making things, you know, if you're sharing on the screen, you can see things better. Just a million little things just to make the platform really, um, fun and exciting and, and useful. Um, so, we're happy to see a lot of that come together. I think the reaction has been good so far. Um, and we'll see. I mean, it really is right. We're right at the precipice where last week right. we've just gone live and then things kind of exploded from there in the coming weeks. So, we'll see what happens. And listen, the world is
0: in, like you said, like we're maybe not where we thought we would be. And we can have a game like this where we can play during the holiday season. We encourage people to check it out. Even if it's just, maybe you're not going to be with your entire family or you're spread across the country. Or like you said, you have a remote, um, you have a remote team or this is something where you can jump on a zoom and you're not in a meeting uh, for once. And you kind of have some fun with
2: it as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we should mention there is, you know, we have different pricing models, but there is a free tier for, for friends and family. If you want, first of all, anyone can sign up for free to check it out. Um, Personal games with friends and family are free up to 10 players. Um, And it's sort of a scaling sliding scale from there for corporations, depending on the number of people that are playing. Um, But yeah, I think you just hit the nail on the head of like, why does this thing resonate? Why does it work? Is A, White Elephant is just a really fun game inherently. Mm -hmm. So if you help facilitate that, people will have a great time. Um, And B, yeah, it's just another, it's a thing to do where it's not just another Zoom happy hour and you're all staring at each other. It's a way to actually like interact with your coworkers, have a great time, have something memorable that's a little unique from maybe what you're doing the rest of the year.
0: And how do I mean? How do you guys, as young entrepreneurs, you know, move back to the Lehigh Valley? Uh, I, I think it's fascinating because you don't sometimes because you don't have a sign outside of your house. I'm assuming this is White Elephant Online. Right. You know, it, it's it's interesting. Did you guys see yourselves kind of going down this path? And are you? I, I don't know. Like, are you looking to the future to always kind of keep your 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 um, horizons open to new ideas and? and it just must be exciting to have this and then, you know, yeah. what, what could come next, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, um, yeah, listen, we're definitely excited about it. Um, as Leela mentioned, I think we were always kind of working towards this goal of, of being self-employed. Mm-hmm. Um, Leela actually started another business with her sister a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So when I quit my job after I flipped houses and kind of burnt out on that after a few years, um, my sister and I started a business and we make uh, pajamas for women in New York City. Um, My sister still lives there, so she helps manage the whole thing. But um, but yeah, so we're just we're really focused on being kind of self-sustainable. We want to be able to set our own schedule. Um, Sure. crazy we're pretty crazy people and this year we decided to build uh, our own camper van so we spent okay. three months earlier this year converting a brand pro master into a camper which was a ridiculous experience but <laughs> it allows us to kind of travel I'm sorry,
0: what do you like what do you guys have free time to do?
1: <laughs> it was not during the holiday season so we, we were able to to squeeze that in but uh but yeah now we can travel and kind of work from wherever and We're definitely interested in being, you know, kind of working remotely and and being nomads and being able to
0: go more up. Yeah, I I love it. And I love that there's that opportunity now. It doesn't matter where you live, for the most part. You know, as long as you have an um, Internet-capable device and and you can get on there and and do some work, you know, it's fun and interesting to see how many successful people are in that online space in the Lehigh Valley that you might, you drive by that house, you would never know. So, right.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think we're fortunate to, you know, some people do the van thing or the nomad thing or just truly nomads. We're very happy to keep our home base here in Lehigh Valley. It's great to have a home to come back to and and the community and the friends and family. Um, But yeah, it's a super interesting time. Um, One other thing that I'm involved in is I actually started a newsletter Um, called Remotely Useful, that it's kind of all about remote work, just a weekly newsletter. Um, And so I've spent a lot of time, I I think we kind of found ourselves, again, this is where something a little unexpected, something like White Elephant, where we kind of woke up suddenly and we're like, oh, we're kind of in the remote work space, right? We we want to expand our um, name recognition with remote companies is where people will find a lot of value. And so I started the newsletter both as a way to kind of share ideas, but also as kind of forced me to learn, like, let me read about this. Let me write about this. And so I think we see just that world, like the business opportunities in that world. We're not sure exactly what it looks like, but, you know, continuing to think about that in the context of White Elephant and just other things of how do you bring people together that mm-hmm. are not physically together? Um, it's just a really, I don't know, it's a really interesting question and challenge. So I think we're... Yeah. I, mean, to that. I was reading an article today,
0: something to the effect of, you know, once human beings find a convenience, it's hard to take them away from that. So, <laughs> like the whole, well, you know, I can work from remotely from home and get as much done. Why would I come in? It, it's hard to to get that, I guess, that cat back in the bag. So because yeah. of that, there's going to be all these other opportunities that we don't even know exist. Like I always say, we two years ago, I, I wouldn't expect to be doing a podcast like this where we're perfect segue um, talking about our holiday lights map. Yeah. Which grew out of really quickly, grew out of our 12 foot tall skeleton map. We had 35,000 people view it. We had so many people say, hey, can you do a holiday one? Because the Lehigh Valley just has some insane, um, you know, different displays throughout from, like I said, from Banger to McCundry and everywhere in between. Yeah. And like you said, it kind of makes. The perfect fit. We're, we're launching the map the same time people should be launching their games on White Elephant Online and getting to, to learn the platform a little bit more. And um, I want people to stay tuned too. We don't know yet, but we might be doing an online game or, or something to that effect. So just stay uh, checking out the links that we, we have in the show notes and being sure to check out Lehigh, Lehigh Valley with Love Media.com uh, and especially White Elephant Online.com. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, Dave and Leela, I want to thank you so much—not only for partnering with us, but for coming on and sharing your story. Like, this is to me the fun part of this: is to continue to tell these stories and to to share like what the Lehigh Valley can offer to you know entrepreneurs who are flipping houses one day and and running <laughs> online holiday contests and things the next. So,
2: absolutely, no. Thanks for having us on. This was a lot of fun. Yeah,
0: thank
1: you so much.
2: Okay. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. I appreciate
0: it. Thank you. WhiteElephantOnline.com. Check out the show notes. We'll talk to you soon. One more big thank you to Dave and Leela of White Elephant Online. Please check them out. Give it a shot. Uh, We would really appreciate it if you went to WhiteElephantOnline.com. Check out with love media.com We have our Hol- Holiday Lights map with our sponsors, White Elephant Online and Michael Bernadan with Remax Realty and Molly's Irish Grill and Sports Pub in South Bethlehem. Hey, we want to work with you guys. So if you want to be a guest, if you want to sponsor, if you want to get into some stuff with us, please reach out to us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And thank you guys. See you next week.
1: For a bigger home? Find Mike. Looking to downsize? Find Mike. Looking for a home in the Poconos? Find Mike. Looking for your very own bat cave? Find Mike. When looking to navigate the Lehigh Valley real estate market, the first move is to always find Mike Bernadin with Howard Schaefer and Associates of RE-MAX Real Estate. He can help you build the right game plan to achieve all your real estate goals. Whether it be a home with 10 bathrooms, a home with a large garage to park your Tesla or vintage Ford Pinto, or just something perfect for you and your family, finding Mike Bernadine is always the best way to go. So what are you waiting for? To make all your Lehigh Valley real estate dreams come true, all you have to do is find Mike Bernadine with Howard Schaefer and Associates of Remax Real Estate.